John likes tech and lives in Indiana, you know Kevin likes the Dodgers and talks on the radio John plays games on Xbox and on his Nintendo While Kevin runs around LA with his mustachio It's the Lack of Genius Podcast In your ear holes at last They don't know they're Mars and Venus That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast I'm double caffeinated John yeah. is has not been caffeinated for seven hours. Am I right on that? Yeah, but I mean, it was a kickstart that I had, so. Oh, it's like some crazy caffeine going through your blood. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, that you that won't be worn off until 7 a.m. tomorrow morning is what you're saying. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, it'll probably be worn off before then. Well, uh, this is the Lack of Genius podcast. If that's what you came for, that's what you found. My name's Kevin, and that's John there. John, you know what yep. I thought is, uh, well, part of it is because we had a great guest last week, Alyssa, we Alyssa did. Rocca, mm-hmm. opera singer, and got a couple new ears. And I realized every now and then it's probably good for us to just do like a quick recap of who we are, what the show is. Like, yeah. and I was I was thinking, John, what when people ask you, what, what is your podcast about? What do you tell them? Um, everything. It's about everything. Yeah, plain and simple. I mean, we've got different topics each week, you know, that we just quiz each other over. So, you know, it's kind of a podcast about everything. I guess it's True. kind of... The opposite of Seinfeld, where it was a show about nothing. This is a podcast about everything. I do think that's one of the strengths of our podcast, if I can, is that we never get yeah. stuck on one sort of topic. We kind of spread mm-hmm. the run the gamut. So obviously, might be times where people aren't interested in the topic and they, they maybe won't listen, but hopefully they like us enough that they do. Yeah. I like to give a, a little more specific than that, where I say each week. My partner, John, chooses a topic and I choose a topic and we quiz each other on it in order to prove the lack of genius of the other on that topic, which I will admit is a little bit of a mouthful. But when you <laughs> say it, it's like, oh, that's why it's called lack of genius. Yeah. So in case you were wondering, that's why it is. And uh, our topic this week, John, you want to take this one? Uh, favorite concerts that we've been to. Yep. So this is actually a little bit different than what we normally do. Normally, we mm-hmm. kind of have just one topic, uh, like for example, last week it was opera and all questions were about opera. This is where we have chosen actual concerts that we've gone to and each question is going to be about the band or artist who was at that concert. So we're going to, I believe, mm-hmm. we're going to learn at least one fact about 10 different bands today is basically what's going to happen. Potentially, maybe. Five questions for John, five questions for me and a different, uh, a different artist Mm-hmm. Do you know, John, by the way, I don't mean to throw a curveball at you, but do you know what the last live show you've been to is? I do. What is it? Was it recently? I'm not telling you. Oh, okay. You can't tell me. <laughs> but, okay. Here's a here's a thing that I realized, John, and you and I, I think, have been to an, a concert together, right? Do you, do you have this memory? Can you give me the venue? The Firehouse, I think it was called, in North Manchester, Indiana. Then probably, yes. Yeah, because, I mean, I would go to the Firehouse occasionally. Well, so the, so the reason for the listener that this is kind of bizarre is that John and I live in completely different parts of the country, Indiana and L.A., and mm-hmm. we only really spent about three months of our lives together right. in North Manchester, Indiana for a semester of college. It was the band Dressy Bessie at the Firehouse. Does that ring any bells to you? Uh, vaguely, but you know, that was... 17 years ago. I know, I know. I remember it clearly, A, because my time in Manchester was short, so things are more significant to me. And I also got a really cool poster, that's the B of this, with uh, Dressy Bessie, like some artwork on it. And Dressy Bessie was a band I had heard of prior to them coming to North Manchester. They had a big hit uh, that got big from the movie, But I'm a Cheerleader. I don't know if you've seen that. If you haven't, you should. Mm. But it was a big deal to me that they were coming to the middle of nowhere in Indiana. 
Yeah. I just, because you're so tall, John, I have this memory of this tall bearded man being there with us. So. I probably was. Well, so. let's just say we were. Yeah. Let's just say we, we have been to a concert <laughs> together. And you know what? Maybe that'll be a tidy up for next week, but let's start our tidy up for this week. <laughs> tidy up. Before we go, go any further with the show, show. Tidy up before we go, go. Fix our mistakes tonight. I want to get it right. Tidy up. John, we have our first ever, I guess, prize to give away on this show, right? We do. A, a lack of genius t-shirt, which we, mm-hmm. John and I don't even have a lack of genius t-shirt yet. This is the first ever lack of genius t-shirt. And uh, and what, what were we doing, John? Tell us about it. Uh, so we ran a air quotes March Madness bracket tournament. Month before April Madness yes, bracket. The mo- yeah. Or the month after February Madness. Depending, <laughs> on. depending on what hemisphere you're on. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Or, you know, two months after January Madness. Um <laughs> But so we ran a bracket and, you know, just for fun. And uh, Kevin, do you want to announce who won? Uh, Yeah, I gladly will. What's funny is as we're recording this, the tournament is not over yet. The championship is tomorrow as of our recording between Kansas and North Carolina. But in our bracket, nobody picked either of those teams. So everybody has maxed out on their points. And the winner is friend of the podcast, Shannon. Woo! Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I just had all my timing for the cheering. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon! Shannon! Um, yeah, which is amazing because John and I were talking in the pre-show. Mm-hmm. She, I believe, going, because there's three weekends of March, of, of, of the month before April Madness, and she was in last place at some point going into one of these weekends, but there were so many upsets that her picks were better than anyone yeah. else's. So... She is getting our first ever Lack of Genius t-shirt. She is also mm-hmm. the mother of the child who provided, do I still have it? Yes, who provided us with this. That is our theme song sung by our littlest logger, Felix. So I don't know, maybe she's yeah. gonna want a shirt for him instead of for yeah. her or may, you know what, Shannon, do as you please. Get a shirt for yourself. You're allowed to be selfish if you'd like. And uh, <laughs> congratulations on, on winning our, our bracket. I also put out a, uh, a little question this week. Well, the two of mm-hmm. us did on the various platforms that we have for social media. Make sure you're following us. Um, I was I asked, uh, we asked, what is the best concert you've ever been, been to? Because we're talking about our favorite concert. So I thought I'd see what yours were. We got a, a lot of responses. Your sister, by the way, <laughs> did you see that she responded? Dr. Documentary with uh, Gaelic yep. Storm, who I've never yep. heard of. I'm guessing you know Gaelic Storm. I do, and you've heard their music if you've seen Titanic. Oh, I have seen Titanic. So they, oh, they're the ones who are singing or playing the instruments as the ship's going down? Is yep. that- well, no. They're the <laughs> band in uh, Third Class. Yes, got it. D- that's them. The, the Irish band. Mm-hmm. They were cr- And the dancing in Titanic. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah. So, so yeah, your sister was saying that they always put on a good, uh, a good show. Um, we got Court Colbert checking in on Instagram saying uh, MXPX. Incubus, Jack Johnson are always great. He couldn't decide between those three. I have seen Incubus. They're one of my favorite bands, and I love their fantastic live, and they're not in this quiz. Our buddy Grayson said that Bon Jovi literally goes around jumping from rising platform to rising (laughs) platform, which sort of sounds like Mario uh, jumping from, like, thing to thing. And uh, and then we got at Studio Uteki on Twitter 
also also known as the Lord of Darkness, it would appear, but he mentioned Radiohead in Tampa during their In Rainbows tour. This was this person's uh, first chosen concert, the first concert they were chose to go to, which makes me wonder what concerts he was forced to go to prior. I'm saying he, I actually don't know this person's gender. I apologize, but I don't know what their first concert was. Um, but uh, thanks for checking in with us. Yeah. And yeah, I feel tidied up now that, now that we have, now that we know what our, what our listeners enjoyed. How do you feel? I feel like asking you some questions. Yeah. Okay. So do I. So let's quiz it up. Here we go. It's time to take a quiz or two. Like a genius podcast doing this for you. You may fail, but it ain't no lie. Baby, it's quiz time. Don't really want this quiz to be tough. I just want to pass one because I failed enough. It might sound crazy, but it ain't no lie. Baby, it's quiz time. Who goes first this week, John? We'll let you determine that. Even Either you remember or Ooh. you just choose. <laughs> We try to alternate every week. Right. But with Alyssa last week, I believe oh, yeah. it is you. Okay. Let's just say it is. And I'm going to ask the first question. So these are our favorite concerts. And what I did mm-hmm. is I chose, well, you'll see later why. I chose my four favorite concerts ever. And we'll get more into that. But basically, uh, I will go uh, in reverse order. So in theory, this first one I'm going to give you is my fourth favorite concert ever. And I thought this was appropriate. Okay. Uh, considering recent new, recent sad news, mm-hmm. not to start on a sad note, but Foo Fighters is what I am going to consider my fourth favorite concert ever. And before I get into this, we know Taylor Hawkins, their drummer passed away, which was so mm-hmm. sad, uh, is so sad. And, you know, we obviously send our love to the Foo Fighters family, to Taylor Hawkins family, um, just a guy who radiated positivity and joy and creativity and fun and humor and, um, oh, yeah. You know, when people like that are are taken from this world, it's just, uh, it really hits hard. And it clearly did uh, if you saw anything on social media, which I know a lot of us mm-hmm. did. I saw them in 2011 at uh, Weenie Roast, which is local LA station K-Rock's big summer show. I worked at the station at the time, so I would go every mm-hmm. year. And I was, I believe I, yeah, this was a rare one that I got to go to. They were the surprise guests at this show, which was awesome. So it was this <laughs> great lineup that included um, all kinds of uh, really great bands. Foo Fighters weren't even on the lineup. They have this rotating stage and Foo Fighters come out and they're playing their guitars. And my my memory of this is it was the in the best way possible, the loudest I've ever heard just pure instruments make. You know, there was no DJ, (laughs) there was no backing track. It was just like three guitars, a bass and drums. And it sounded clean. It was, it wasn't Mm. like distorted and annoying. It was just like, you want to talk about face melting. That was my experience at that show. So there's my description. And here's the question before joining the Foo Fighters in 1997, which nineties female singer was Taylor Hawkins, the drummer for, was it a Cheryl Crow B Alanis Morissette C Fiona Apple or D Leanne Rimes. So before this past week, I would not have been able to tell you the answer, Uh but because, you know, Taylor Hawkins died, you know, everyone was, you know, putting out obituaries and things about him. And so I learned the answer to this one this past week, and that is Alanis Morissette. You got it, John. Yep. It was, it was a little bit tough coming up with a question. I definitely wanted to throw this in just to honor him. Um, and probably a lot of you have learned and maybe you haven't, and if not, um, Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you could learn it here. But yeah, she he was the uh, the drummer on the tour that supported Jagged Little Pill, which uh, I get I actually don't know when that came out, but yeah, for two years he was the touring drummer. And if you watch the uh, You Ought to Know 
video. Oh, actually, he's in a few videos, but you can see hmm. Taylor Hawkins on a drum kit and uh, just really cool. What a cool band to be a part of. Alanis Morissette, such right. a fantastic musician. And to know that Taylor Hawkins was part of that, it's like, it, it just tells you mm -hmm. it must have been such a cool vibe uh, between all yeah. of them. So, all right, John, there you go. One for one uh, for John. And uh, let's go to number one on your favorite concerts quiz. So mine is more chronological. Okay. What was the first concert of a mainstream musician that I went to? So not like the symphony or something like that, but, you know, an actual mainstream, like big tour. Uh, Recording musician. artists. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Okay. Flogging Molly. Uh-huh. Weird Al Yankovic. Okay. Michael Jackson. Okay. Or Nickel Creek. Wow, John, I this is tough. I know you like Flogging Molly. We both have a shared love for Weird Al. I don't think of you as a Michael Jackson fan, but it's possible that you could have gone with like family as a child or something, or maybe you were in, I don't, would you count being in your mama's tummy? <laughs> No. <laughs> okay, good. Because some people do. Some people say my first concert was when I was in my mama's tummy. Um, and then Nickel Creek is the fourth choice who we talked about on the pre-show. Mm -hmm. It sounds like an amazingly cool, uh, mm -hmm. what did we call it again? Americana. Americana band, if you need to put them in a category. Okay, I'm going to choose Flogging Molly. I'm going to choose Flogging Molly. I'm sticking with it. Let's do it. Two, two no's? I... Only clicked it once. I don't know why I did it <laughs> twice. Uh, but it was Weird Al. Uh, you, I, I, I don't even know if I, I'm getting so excited about this. I don't think I even knew that you saw Weird Al. Maybe we've talked about yeah, this Yeah, this was for the uh, Running With Scissors tour. Oh, my favorite album of his. Right. No, it was at Emmons Auditorium on Ball State's campus. Uh, he came. I convinced my parents to take me as a birthday present. And so, yep, I got to see Weird Al. Weird Al, when I think about musicians and artists that I love, who I haven't mm -hmm. seen, I think he's number one. I've just never managed to see him. I, I have met Weird Al. I have a picture with him, but I've, I've never seen him perform on an accordion or any other instrument. He's a fantastic musician when you really think about it. Yeah, he makes, you know, silly songs and everything, but he's able to cover every single genre. Yeah. And make the covers be good. Yeah. And not just not just the music that that he creates, but the lyrics and how cleverly, per perfectly clever they fit in. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's it's rare when you hear a Weird Al line where you're like, eh, "That's a stretch." You kind of had to force that in. It always seems very like, "Oh man, it's almost like that's how the song was written." This is amazing. Right. Well, and, and speaking of covers, did you see my sister's post uh, where she was talking about how uh, it was? somewhat annoying when the real version of the song comes on for our uh, yeah. I think quiz time yeah that was really nice of her she said so, these are her words so I'm not patting my own back but she said you know lack of genius has a good jingle when hearing the original version you're like this is not the right this is not the way it goes she heard <laughs> bye 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 which obviously we parody in yeah. it's quiz time and in fact John that's such a good point because one of the first songs I ever wrote was a parody of a Papa Roach song, Last Resort, because I love mm -hmm. parodies. And um, and so here I am writing It's Quiz Time and Tidy Up as parodies. I just, yeah, uh, yeah Weird Al has been extremely influential in my music writing uh, career. So I'm glad you brought him up. Um, all right, well, I'm 0 for 1, you're 1 for 1, and we'll get into number mm -hmm. 2 on my favorite concerts. Ben Folds, 
Uh, if you're not familiar with Ben Folds, he's a he's a pianist. He was in a, a band called Ben Folds Five that had a big hit called Brick in the in the late '90s, and he's one of my favorite artists of all time. I saw him at the Palace in LA, and just it was one of my it was like my second or third concert ever, and he blew me out of the water. And I just am so, I'm such a big fan of this guy, Ben Folds. Here's your question, John: Which of the following musical artists? directed Ben Folds' video for Rockin' the Suburbs? Was it A, Marilyn Manson, B, Beck, C, Garth Brooks, or D, Weird Al Yankovic? Because we just, he's going to be an answer in all of our questions. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's either Beck or Garth Brooks. Okay. Like, I don't think Marilyn Manson's really, I, I think he's done his own stuff, but I don't, Again, I also haven't watched a lot of music videos in a long time, mm -hmm. so who knows? But Beck definitely seems... Yeah, I'm just going to go with Beck. Going to lock in Beck? Yeah. That is incorrect. John, this is a Weird Al-only podcast. Weird uh -huh. Al Yankovic uh, directed the video. And I, it, it was funny because when I thought of Beck as a choice, I was like, oh, I could see Beck doing something like that. So I, right. I don't blame you for choosing him. But yeah, Weird Al Yankovic not only directed, but appeared in the song Rock in the Suburbs. Any chance you know that song, John? Not off the top of my head, no. It's a song that was inspired by basically the rap metal phase of the late 90s. The Limp Biscuits, the mm -hmm. Corns, that kind of thing. Ben Folds has a quote where he's kind of talking about how like, why are these kind of like middle class white kids complaining about how hard life is, you know? Um, and he used to go out, <laughs> he would do this funny like metal falsetto scream thing at his shows where he would say things like, feel my pain. I am white. Feel my pain. You know, basically <laughs> parroting these bands who are having such right. a hard time, which is ironic because Limp Bizkit was one of my favorite bands in high school. And then I ended right. up loving this. So in the video, Rock in the Suburbs, there are there's a scene where he's wearing a backwards red Yankee cap. Um, there's also a scene that's like the corn got the life video where the bullet is going through the, I don't know if you've seen it, but going through mm -hmm. the that, so it's uh, it's it's actually pretty cool, and yeah, Weird Al was in there at some point as like a as like producing Ben Fold's album. Okay, all right, one for two for you. I'm gonna try to go one for two in your concerts. What group have I seen four times? Ah, Dispatch, okay, Flogging Molly, Jack Johnson, or Tool. Wow, Tool, by the way, is a band I would love to see live. Um, we've, you and I haven't talked about Tool, and I don't think That's you've true. seen them four times, but I'm assuming because they're a choice here that you're a fan of theirs, and we should talk about Tool, because I love Tool. Jack Johnson was brought up earlier by uh, by Court. Dispatch, we talked about last week a little bit. I got to choose Flogging Molly, though. That's why I chose them on the first one, because I know you've seen them, and I think we've talked about how you've seen them multiple times. I don't know if I would have come up with four on my own, but I'm going to say that that applies here. So I'm choosing Flogging Molly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've, two times. I yeah. I, it, I don't know why it's doing two. <laughs> hey, I'll take it, but, but just not on the wrong yeah. ones. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I've seen them four times. Three times was while I was in college at Manchester. Okay. Nice. Two of the four were in Chicago. Nice. Um, and then the other two were in Indy. So I've seen them at the House of Blues in Chicago. And then that was a school-sponsored trip by the radio station. WBKE. That no longer, yeah, that no longer exists. John and I were both on that radio station in Manchester yeah. for a short time. <laughs> and then um, another venue in Chicago. And then uh, Warp Tour in Indy one summer. And then uh, Egyptian Room, which is 
old national center now, I guess is, I think what it's called an ND. Uh, two thoughts that come to mind as you were saying that one is mm-hmm. I do believe I've seen flogging Molly and I, I sometimes feel like really spoiled when it comes to live music, because as I alluded to in the Foo Fighters question, right. uh, I worked for one of the biggest alternative stations in the world uh, in LA who would get some of the biggest bands and many of those shows I would be working the show. So I'd be backstage, which yes is cool, but really I was really, I was really busy. I have a lot of good stories mm-hmm. from like driving a golf cart. Like I, I drove James Hetfield of Metallica in a golf cart and Scott Weiland and had just private one-on-one conversations. <laughs> just like, well, how is this my life moments? But right. because of that, I end up missing a lot of the band's performances because I'm working the whole time. And I remember flogging Molly played one of our weenie roasts and at least hearing them from a distance and thinking they sounded great. Yeah. The uh, the second piece of information that I'll say is uh, John and I may be coming to you, maybe not the show itself, but on social media at the very least from Chicago together. I'm working yes. on booking a trip there, but I'm going there when the uh, Dodgers go and play at Wrigley. I really want to go to Wrigley Field and John, uh, what, three hours from Chicago? Yeah, give or take. Going to come and meet me at the game. We're going to sit in the bleachers. We're going to drink some beers and we're going to, I don't know, yell at some people and have some fun. (laughs) (laughs) That, uh, and if flogging Molly is there, we'll, we'll find a way to see them as well. (laughs) Uh, we are tied going into question three, right? We're both one for two. We are. I would not rank this next question as one of my favorite concerts, but it's one of my most memorable because it is my first concert ever. And I wanted to include a question. And it's not that this concert was bad. I've just since gone to mm-hmm. better concerts, if you will. Right. Um, so which of the following bands was not one of the bands at Kevin's first concert ever? No doubt. The Offspring, Weezer, 311. Weezer's kind of the oddball. Yeah, they're all so they're all in the alternative rock world, obviously, especially of the, right. You know, this was in two thousand two, I believe. But still, Weezer's the oddball. Yes, mm-hmm. they're all alternative bands, mm-hmm. but I mean, you got West Coast ska, you've got West Coast punk slash ska, the Offspring, no yeah. doubt, the Offspring, and Three Eleven is, you know, punk. Yeah, kind of punk. Three uh, Eleven's hard to describe. Alternative, but yeah. like punk. Almost they, they sometimes have some reggae sounds. They have a little bit of rap right. in there. I get what you're saying. Weezer, kind of a kind of a straight up rock band. Right. Yeah. I and mean, so you said this was 2002. Yeah, it may it may have been 2001. Maybe it was either late 2001 or ooh, actually. So oh, if you're on the live stream here, I have it right here. I better cover up who played in it. February 26, 2002 at the Long Beach Arena. I have a, I'm showing on the stream. It's uh, all my ticket stubs for my first shows ever. In fact, there's Ben Folds that we already talked about. <laughs> um, and I don't have one of the Foo Fighters one because that was a separate show. But there are more of these coming up. Oh, there's Ben Folds at the Palace, November 2002. Anyways, yes, this was February 26, 2002, my first concert ever. I'm just going to go with Weezer. You're going to say Weezer was not one of the three bands. So so you're saying yeah. I saw no doubt The Offspring and 311 at my first concert ever. Yeah. John, you are incorrect. I'm sorry. 311 was not at that concert. So it was, in fact, as I'm looking at the ticket stub right now, it looks like it was Weezer and No, Weezer and no doubt have the, the top names on the ticket stub. And then it's it was concert for artists rights. So this may have been a one-off concert. I'm not sure exactly what rights they were fighting for, but then it's listed as offspring and special guest. And I 
don't remember who the special guest was or if there was a special guest. But yeah, Weezer, no doubt, in The Offspring. I went with my best friend, Danny. He is, at the time especially, and, I, and maybe still is, a huge No Doubt fan. He, he, was, he was really big into No Doubt then. And I was a little bit more in the Offspring Weezer side. Offspring, right. I think then and probably even now, I liked Offspring better, just a little, a little more of the punk uh, I do like Weezer, and I did have I did have albums by both of them at that time. Anyways, there you go, first concert ever. Well, I mean, according to Weezerpedia, uh huh, uh huh, that has the set list for that concert. Oh, what did they open with? Island in the Sun. Uh, Island in the Sun. Oh, yep. I called it. I don't even remember that. That was just my guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty much the Green Album, but No Doubt and The Offspring are the supporting acts. To Weezer, God, interesting, very interesting. <laughs> at least according to that, I mean, it, yeah, Weezer yeah. is the first name on there. Um, Looking at the poster uh, for the concerts for artist rights, there uh-huh. was an evening of concerts to benefit the Recording Artist Coalition. So there was one night. There were four different concerts oh. uh, at the Forum. You had oh. Eagles, Billy Joel, John Fogerty, Stevie Nicks, and Cheryl Crow. Wow. You had. Long Beach Arena, which is the one you went to, no yep. doubt, the Offspring and Weezer. Yep. At Universal Amphitheater, um, you had what are now called the Chicks, the yeah. Dixie Chicks. Trisha Yearwood, Emmylou Harris, and Dwight Yoakam. And then at the Will Turn, you had Beck, Eddie Vedder, and Mike Ness. And this was all happening on the same night? The same night. So you got basically four different genres of music yep. happening all in one night, all to benefit the... Recording Artist Coalition. I am very glad I went to support that. I had no idea. I was just excited to be going to a concert for the first time. Yeah. This this also was back in the day where you had to go to freaking Macy's to buy your to buy your ticket. You had to go to the mall <laughs> and go to the bottom floor of Macy's. And uh, Danny and I went and bought our tickets. And we have a physical <laughs> ticket stub to prove it. Oh, thanks for looking that up, John. I, I didn't even know yeah. what I was supporting. I feel I feel very good about my choices now. Well, let's see uh, your third question about your favorite concerts. So which lead singer has made fun of me at two different concerts? <laughs> Dave Grohl. Okay. Eddie Vedder. Uh-huh. Dave King. Or James Hetfield. Wow. And we've already mentioned James Hetfield. Eddie Vedder came up in the last, uh, as he was one of the artists, I believe, in the, the concert. Dave Grohl, I don't think I've said by name, but obviously the lead singer of Foo Fighters. And uh, Dave King is, am I allowed to ask, is that Flogging Molly's lead singer? It is. Okay. I thought so. That sounded very familiar. Um, if I was playing the odds, Dave King would be the choice because you've been to more concerts. Well, I, I think you've been to more concerts by them than anybody else. Uh, I love the idea of making fun of you. I'm sure it was with love, but because you're six foot seven and have a beard and just like, I'm sure you stand out amongst the crowd. I'm going to choose Dave King. I'm going to say that because you've been to at least four or you've been to four Floggy Molly shows that the odds are in my favor. So I'm choosing Dave King. All right. Yep. It was Dave King. Being my height and size and willing to not be able to hear anything after a concert for a little bit. I am able to easily work my way up to the front of the the, the group, um, and, and so or near the front, anyways. I'm just laughing because I'm picturing you almost like Sasquatch, just like barreling kids out of the way <laughs> and making your. Way. I you know, know you're just, not doing you know, it. Yeah, you no, could just, just kind of gentle, just working my way up. I'm picturing it's not you with hard like a, for me to do. a giant club dragging behind you, like <laughs> move, move. <laughs> I, I I actually. 
at one concert, like they, they had signed a drum head and threw it out. Cool. And I, I had my finger to like, if I was like one person over, I would have had it just because of my height, but no, um, That's right. two different concerts, like a year or two apart and just happened that he singled me out and made a comment. And do you, you do, you don't remember specifically what it was. You just knew that he's, you just remember he said something um, about your height. One was about not necessarily my height, but um, I think the second time it was I needed to shave <laughs> because I had a a much bigger beard then. Oh, I, I would um, think he'd be pro giant beard, right? That's funny. Well, now now I'm really hoping that Flogging Molly is playing in Chicago when we're there because I, I'm going to get on your shoulders and we're going to get some attention. Uh, I don't know how we're going to record, how or when we're going to do our podcast that weekend, but we'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> um, okay. Let's check out number four, which maybe I, I have a feeling this is probably a band you were expecting to see on my quiz. Um, this is what I have listed as my second favorite concert of all time. And it's the Aquabats. If you don't know the Aquabats, they're a ska band formed here in Southern California. And mm -hmm. um, they are a little more dancey electro now. They are still creating music. They also have gotten into creating children's music. And when I mentioned Weird Al being such a huge influence on my own musical writing style, the only other uh, artist that's probably higher on, that is definitely higher on the list than Weird Al is the Aquabats. Their writing, songwriting style is funny, hilarious, creative, cr uh, you know, kind of creating these different worlds and characters and their mm -hmm. live shows are just incredible and I, I don't know how many times I've seen them I should look on my uh, on my ticket stub here there's at least like four on here uh, but the first time I ever saw them it was my second concert ever I believe uh, yeah at the El Rey July 31st 2002 and this is what this question has to do with at that show in 2002 Kevin's first ever Aquabat show what did the band send into the audience to compete in a crowd surfing race. And so just for clarification, they sent these items in one, and they had the right side of the crowd versus the left side of the crowd. You had to crowd surf this thing to the back and then back to the front and whoever got to the front first won. So what did they send out to race in this crowd surfing race? Was it members of the band, inflatable pool toys with kids on them, giant stuffed Chewbacca's or giant inflatable hamster balls with mannequins in them? <laughs> so was this before or after Travis Barker was in the band? This was after Travis Barker was in the band. Um, yeah, Travis Barker was in, he wasn't an original member, but he was on their biggest album, Fury of the Aquabats. And in fact, the last time I saw the Aquabats was through two or three years ago when they did a um, the 20th anniversary of that album. Mm. And Travis Barker came out in full Aquabats nice. attire and drum. And I saw he did two shows and I got to see him perform. It was very, it was very cool. Very nostalgic. I'm going to guess the giant inflatable hamster balls with mannequins in them. <laughs> Again, your choices were members of the band, inflatable pool toys with kids on them, giant stuffed Chewbacca's, and you were choosing giant inflatable hamster balls with mannequins in them. John, <laughs> that is incorrect, but very close. Inflatable pool toys with kids on them. <laughs> so they, they, at one point during the show, they, I forget how they worded it. I think they said, we need the littlest aqua cadets in the audience. We need the littlest aquabats <laughs> in the audience. And, you know, especially nowadays, because the aquabats literally have a kid show. You go, right. when I went to the show two or three years ago, it was like 
they were like half kids. Yeah. It was like half literally little kids because it was like, it was people about my age who were Aquabats fans, but now their kids were too. So it was like literally right. little kids there. There wasn't as many in these days, but um, yeah, they got the two littlest kids. They got, I know it was an inflatable alligator. And I think the other <laughs> one might've been a flamingo. I don't think they were the same ones. They put the kid on them and they send them back and then they send them up to the front. And it's just, I don't think they could do that today. I don't think they would probably not do that today. But in 2002, uh, especially before everything went on the internet, you know, because now if a kid falls mm -hmm. off and breaks his neck, that's going everywhere right. and going viral. One other crowd surfing story that happened at an Aquabat show, you know, I saw them a, a bunch of times when I was 17, 18, 19. I think I was 19. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I had done crowd surfing at their shows. Like it's, it's, right. it's fun. It's scary, but it's fun. But it's, it's, you know, it's always gone well for me. The last time I ever crowd surfed, I think I was 19. And it's because I got dropped from straight up. No. Like sometimes it feels like when you're crowd surfing, if you've never done it before, it feels like you're going to get dropped, but then out of nowhere, a hand comes and lifts you up and you just keep going. It's incredible. And so I mm -hmm. was just convinced that I was going to get caught, but I did not get caught. Nope. I landed right on my, like basically my tailbone. Oh. And I had like, I'm sure I had some kind of nerve damage. Cause I was like limping for weeks. Um, <laughs> but you know, no regrets. I, I did not crowd surf again after that, but I, I went to many an Aquabat show and still had a blast after that. Good. All right, John. Sorry to say you're one for four, man. I'm two for uh, oh, I'm two for three. Uh, two for three. Two yeah. for three. So let's see how I do on number four here. So what was the first band that my wife and I saw together? Okay. Okay. Blue Man Group, Straight No Chaser, Dispatch, or the Avit Brothers? Okay. I love that Blue Man Group is a choice. I don't know Straight No Chaser which almost makes me want to choose them. Dispatch is kind of a, what, how do you describe them? A reggae sort of acoustic-y folk band. I, I'd say more like rock jam band. Okay. With a little bit of reggae okay. feel. Avit Brothers, I, I don't know if you know this, John, one of my favorite bands. If you don't know the Avit Brothers, folk band, uh, kind of Americana, but more folky, just a fantastic modern day folk band that I highly recommend. Is that the first band that you and your wife saw together though? Wow. I think because I don't know them, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's straight no chaser. I'm going to choose that. Oh, what is it? So while M and I have seen straight no chaser and blue man group, okay. it is the Avit brothers. It is the Avit brothers. Oh my gosh. We yep. got to talk about the Avit brothers then. Yeah, it was 2018 uh, when they were touring with um, government mule. It was, a, it was actually a pretty cool concert. You know, we, the Avit brothers played and then like, half the audience left because they were only there for the Avit brothers when oh. government mule was like the, you know, the next Headliner. Act. And so, yeah, I don't know if I would say they were co-headliners. Okay. We ended up leaving a little bit early just because it was getting pretty chilly mm -hmm. and it was an outdoor at Deer Creek or Klipsch music center. Now is I think it's what it's called. Is that in, that's an in Indy. Did you say this already? Yeah. It's just yeah. out. Yeah. It's a suburb of Indy. Okay. It's our, it's our big outdoor music venue. Got it. Um, all right. Well, in terms of this quiz, that puts me at two for four. You were one for four going into the last question mm -hmm. here. So you got to get this right to at least get a tie. I feel like this might be a surprising choice for my favorite concert of all time. Maybe not surprising that I like this band, but Rage Against the Machine, the best live band I've ever seen. You want to talk about <laughs> three dudes with instruments and one vocalist <laughs> just making not only an incredible amount of noise, but an incredible amount of like good sounding, clear, well-performed right. noise. Um, I saw them in 
Well, let me make sure. Yeah, I saw them in 2011 um, as part of what was called LA Rising, which was a festival that Rage Against the Machine put on. It included the bands Muse and Rise Against and Lauren Hill. By the way, Muse did not get a question in here, but the second like best live band I've ever seen in terms of performance, <laughs> Muse. Again, three dudes just making an incredible amount of sound that sounds so good. Um, I'll get more into Rage Against the Machine in that specific show, but this is a true or false question, so you got a 50-50 shot. True or false, Rage Against the Machine has consisted of the same four members and only these same four members for the entirety of its existence. True or false? I, I'm a huge fan of Rage as well. And I know I've watched videos on them and stuff, and I'm trying to, I want to say it's true, but I know like they, they broke up for a while, but then they've gone back, they came back together. And you also had, you know, Prophets of Rage, mm -hmm. but that's not Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. No, it's not. I'm just going to go with true. Saying it's true. Same four members of Rage Against the Machine for their entirety. John, yep. that is correct. I wanted to include this question because I realized how rare that is for a band that formed in the That's late true. 90s, or I mean, early 90s, maybe late 80s. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. Tom Morello on guitars, Tim Comerford on bass, Brad Wilk on drums, Zach De La Roca as the vocalist. Um, and yeah, they, they've broken up. They've gone on hiatuses. The three musicians of the band, Tom Morello, Tim Comerford, and Brad Wilk got together with uh, Chris Cornell, of Soundgarden and formed Audio Slave and Zach De La Roca has had Zach De La Roca. I want to say that better. Has <laughs> uh, had several side projects. One Day Is a Lion is coming to mind. Um, he's done work with Run the Jewels and in fact the band Rage Against the Machine is going on tour with Run the Jewels this year. Um, I highly recommend seeing them because I don't know how much longer they're going to continue to right. uh, put music out. They're very. Um, What's the word? Juxtapositional band. I can't think of the right word I want to use because they are very anti-commercialism and, and kind of anti-the man and fighting the system, yet they're a mainstream rock band playing large mm -hmm. venues. And so, you know, some people have issues with, with that. To me, I just think it's if their message can reach more people, then so be it. But I do know that, that, that some of their hiatus uh, was as a result of those complications. Mm -hmm. But yeah, 2011, only show they played was at the Coliseum for for LA Rising and I just the the two best moments of that show if you know their music if you know the song Gorilla Radio there's a huge um like guitar solo part that comes up and then it gets completely silent and mm -hmm. Zach De La Roca says it has to start somewhere it has to start sometime what better place than here what better time than now and then the guitars just explode and at the concert 100,000 people in the Coliseum just silent and whispering together, it has to start somewhere. And, and you're just getting hyped. And then it <laughs> right. breaks into, oh, hell, can't stop us now. And you're just, the entire place was chanting that. And, you, and it was just an energy, just an energy that I've never felt at any other concert. And then on top of that, I think that was my favorite moment of the concert. But then Killing in the Name of literally ends with them saying... F you, I don't, I won't do what you tell me over and over again. Mm -hmm. The entire Coliseum was chanting, 
F you, I won't do what you tell me. <laughs> and they obviously weren't saying F and I was not saying right. F either. I will be completely honest about that. And it just felt like we were all having this chance to get it. It's funny how I mentioned, you know, middle-class white American, like right. I'm this white dude saying, yeah, F you, I won't do what you tell me, you know, but it, it did feel good. I think no matter what part of walk of life you come from, there's something that we all have this cathartic. sort of like fire. Yeah, it was so cathartic. And that's how the concert ended. And the lights turned on and all of us are looking at each other, just sweaty and like, <laughs> oh my God, what just happened? So um, you can hear this was 11 years ago and I'm still just so moved by right. that, by those moments in that concert. So no, I mean, I would love to go see Rage. Yeah. Now. There's, there's a thing called money. Yeah. So if yeah. you would like to be a, a, a patron of this <laughs> podcast, you can join us at, like, at patreon.com slash lack of genius. You're, um, you're allowed to make a donation that literally says this only goes to John seeing Rage Against the Machine because you want him <laughs> to have that experience. You're allowed to do that. We're not stopping you. All right, John. Wow, I'm so glad we talked about Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Um, maybe they'll be playing in Chicago too when I'm there when I'm there with you. And- <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so you ended up two for five. I am two yep. for four. We're going into number five. Let's see mm-hmm. if I win or if we tie. So this is a, I have not been to concert. Okay. Yet, okay. But I will be going to concert. Okay. What is the next concert that I have purchased tickets for? Okay. Nathaniel Rateliff in the night sweats. So good. Fish. Fish. Okay. With a pH. Dispatch. Dispatch has come up a few times. Or Willie Nelson. Wow, Willie Nelson, man. If it's, I'm not going to choose Willie Nelson, but if it is, go, bravo. I feel like I have a vague recollection of you mentioning one of these bands, and I don't know if you were saying it in the context of I'm going to be seeing them, but that makes me want to choose Fish with a PH because I think you mentioned them about something. I'm going to choose Fish. Let's see what happens. I'm, I'm locking in Fish. Ah, dang it. It is Dispatch. It is Dispatch. Okay, because I remember you mentioning them, which obviously they came up in a few questions also Mm -hmm. earlier. All right, where are you going to see Dispatch at? Uh, In Indy. Um, There's a state park um, near downtown Indy on the White River uh, that has an amphitheater that is fairly new that replaced the old one. Um, It's going to be Dispatch, OAR, and G-Love and Special Sauce. That's right. You Um, mentioned this. Ah, I should have remembered. OAR is a great band also. G-Love as well. Yes. These are great, great bands. Great artists. I mean, I've been wanting to go see Dispatch for quite a while now. And it's not the original band, which is okay. You know, I think it's, I think Pete Francis left, but I have seen him live in Muncie when he was by himself. So this will allow me to see it. I have seen all of them in live at some point well great job we ended up tying um fun to talk about music john feels like i mean yes we did we did an opera episode last week which is music (laughs) but we hadn't done a a music band right uh you know touring bands episode in a while so it feels good to do that and uh, and we'll catch Mm -hmm. you all next week sounds good it's the lack of genius podcast in your ear holes at last They don't know they're Mars and Venus, that's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast. The giant inflatable hamster balls with mannequins in them.